Welcome back to Process. In a drastic turn of events, I am now the owner of a Linux machine as my main desktop computer. Previously, I was having some issues with graphics power on my Mac Mini. Anytime I was getting into a conference call, whether that be in Zoom or Google Meet or the like, my machine was running at top temperature, like 200 degrees Fahrenheit for 45 minutes to an hour or more on a very regular basis. This isn't the hottest that a computer can run, but it's definitely not the best situation when it comes to uh, temperature for a device like this. So after a little bit of discussion and digging, I am now the proud owner of a Intel Hades Canyon NUC that is running Pop! OS Linux. The NUC is an incredibly powerful machine for its size. It's very similar in size to the Mac Mini. Uh, many folks use them as uh, home theater PCs because they're easy to just mount behind a television and they're very low profile. The other thing too about this machine is it's very similar in specifications to the Mac Mini that I have. It's got an i7 Intel processor. It has 32 gigabytes of RAM and same hard drive space. But the better thing about it is that it has integrated AMD graphics. And the kicker here is that this machine, though it came out about the same time as the Mac Mini in 2018, is one third of the price that I paid and has better specification. Now granted, it's not running Mac OS, but it's got power and that's what I need right now. There are some pretty cool benefits to running Linux. Pop OS in particular is very snappy. It's super fast. I completely forgot how fast a computer can feel for running on a Mac for all of these days. Particularly, my Mac Mini felt slow or laggy when running certain animations. It might be because I'm running two 4K displays that are 27 inches, and that might be taxing the uh, quote-unquote GPU in it a little too much uh, to run things a little bit more smoothly. But on this computer with the dedicated GPU, and the animations and all that. It just feels super, super, super fast. And I really enjoy using it in that regard. Switching over from Mac OS to Linux has been fairly easy in regards to work because my work tool stack is the same. We primarily use web apps at Discourse and all of my local development tools such as Vim and the Discourse development environment are all the same. So I don't really have any spin-up time in that area whatsoever. And the other cool thing is that Linux is very customizable. You can load your own themes and stuff into it, uh, into GNOME, uh, which I've done a little bit of. But to be honest with you, the standard themes that come bundled in with Pop! OS are actually quite nice. I haven't done too much tweaking, just a little bit. Some downsides of this, though, is that I now have to learn some new tools. I'm not really talking about productivity tools in the sense of like OmniFocus or Notion. I mean, obviously Notion is available on the web, so that's kind of a non-issue. But I'm more talking about the mainstays of utilities that I use on a day-to-day -day basis, like iStep Menus, Keyboard Maestro, Alfred. There is an Alfred alternative called Albert on here, but I haven't really been using it that much. And there's lots of ways you can do different things like Keyboard Maestro, but they're not as streamlined and as nice as the way Keyboard Maestro does it. So I have to figure that bit out. And it's going to take a little while to get adjusted to that workflow. I did previously use my Mac Mini for some audio and video and screencasting. I'm struggling with doing that a little bit on Linux. I'll tell you a little bit about that. For example, audio recording. I haven't found a good audio recording program on Linux yet. First and foremost, this is the second time I'm recording this podcast because I decided to try to record it on my Linux machine. 
and the recording software that I was using made super grainy and terrible sounding recordings. So I have to do this podcast all over again. Additionally, there's not really a very good way to record backups of uh, group calls on Linux. I had Audio Hijack on my Mac set up to very easily record a backup of both my side and the interviewee's side for episodes of Remotely Working using that software. On Linux, it seems like there's some limitations with that. I'm sure there's a way around it, but it's going to be a lot more technical than just installing and using Audio Hijack. I wish there was a software like that available, but there's not at this point in time from what I can find. Video isn't very easy either. If I'm recording a screencast, I can use something like OBS, which is an open source broadcasting software, which I can use on any platform. It's just not as full-featured as something like ScreenFlow. So it can do all the recording stuff, but it doesn't have all the editing. It doesn't have, but it doesn't have any of the editing features built in. And I mean, there's DaVinci Resolve, which I hear is a really good editor. There's also LumaFusion on the iPad, uh, which I can check out, but I haven't done that yet nor figured that out. Uh, ScreenFlow just does a really good job of packaging it all together for doing screencasts and everything that you need transitions, blurring things out, etc. The cool thing is, though, this has given me an excuse to figure out how my iPad fits in the workflow. So in the second recording of this podcast, I'm now recording it off of my iPad Pro. I've got my audio interface plugged right in and I'm recording right into Ferrite. And so it'll be an interesting exploration to see how this works long term. Otherwise, I've still got my MacBook Pro. I can use that if I need to for both of these areas where I'm struggling to find a good workflow on Linux. The other thing that's a little different from switching from macOS is that a lot of the software available on Linux feels a little bit more flimsy and unpolished. It gets the job done, don't get me wrong, but it's very utilitarian in nature in a lot of regards, especially native built applications, because again, there tend to be open source software. So it might be one person that's developing it. They don't necessarily have a budget for a designer or anything like that. And so while the software gets the work done, it might not necessarily look pretty or have the best user experience to do it. That is something I know I'm going to miss a little bit about macOS running as my daily driver. But on the flip side, you still have access to all the same web applications, which I use a significant number of at this point in time. Plus, there are also a number of Electron-based apps such as Obsidian and VS Code, which are available on Linux as well, which give a very similar experience to running on the Mac. All in all, I've enjoyed running Linux so far. It's been a good experience. I was blown away at the quality of Pop! OS, the distribution by System76. It's very fast, very stable. I haven't hardly had any issues with it at all. It's a lot of the niggly little details. And from previous ventures into trying different things in my system, whether that's different productivity software, to-do list, or a calendar, or note-taking software, I know that it's going to take me a little bit of time, a couple of months probably, to get used to the quote-unquote mindset that Linux uses for these types of operations. I'm sure I'll figure it out eventually. At this point in time, it's something that I'm getting used to. It's a little bit of a struggle. But the good thing is I've still got my other computers if I need something to do on them, if I'm struggling with doing it on Linux. But I do count this a good experiment. Another topic that I have been uh, thinking about this last week is the whole topic of hustle. A little bit of honesty time here. I'm coming to grips with my own humanity and capability as of recent. With the pandemic and having a young baby at home, 
I've been pushed to my limits, and I hadn't really realized it. I was running at my limit for quite a long time. A baby not sleeping in the night, plus the stress of the pandemic, and work, and business, and all of that that's in my life right now, uh, it causes a lot of stress and pressure on a person. But I was just pushing on through because I had to. I didn't really have a choice. I just had to keep going forward. But because I was pushing myself forward and I didn't necessarily invest as well into taking care of myself for the last few months as I should have, I'm realizing now that I have to pay the dues. I've been exhausted the last couple of weeks. Working has been a good thing, but I've been struggling with being productive and staying focused because I'm just flat out tired. Even though I'm getting a good night's sleep at night now because the baby's sleeping better, I'm just flat out unclear in my thoughts because I think all of the emotions of the last few months are now coming to the surface so that I can process them and deal with them. This has reminded me of an analogy with James Clear. He was talking one time about lifting weights and that for a season he was just pushing as hard as he could and he would go hard for a couple of weeks and then he would either get sore or injured or something and then he would have to back off and wouldn't be able to lift for a while and he would lose the progress that he had or some of it anyway. And then he realized that if he just slowed down and lowered his uh, exercise to a sustainable level, not trying to push it to the max, but just trying to do enough to make himself a little bit better each and every day, then he was able to sustain that habit more long term or the thing that he was doing. I know for me, I'm starting to learn that I, I need to kind of pull back. I like to execute things well. I like to feel like I'm doing a good job. And sometimes I put too much pressure on myself to do that. I know I had a conversation with Matt Ragland over on uh, the Remotely Working podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes to it where we were talking about this exact thing. In remote work, it's really easy to look at what someone else is doing and say and feel like you're not doing enough and then put pressure on yourself to work harder or know that you didn't have the most productive day and so you got to make up for it that night or the next day by working twice as hard. While it's okay to feel like that sometimes, when that becomes a habit and a routine and something regular, then that's where the problems start to set it. When you feel like you have to hustle and just push and move forward and get better and better and better and do more, that's when the wheels can start to come off eventually. Just like with James Clear, who, you know, lifting weights, had to pay the dues because he was working too hard you have to pay the dues too. I'm paying the dues right now a little bit as well. And so at this point, I've realized I have two choices. I can continue to push hard and try to do the best that I can and just push through the difficulty. And sometimes that's a valid choice to make. Sometimes you're just in a challenging season and on the other side of it, there is something better. And if you just push through, you'll get there. And the other choice is to pull back a little bit, to loosen the reins, so to say, and give yourself a little bit of a break to let yourself uh, regenerate and heal and to ultimately take care of yourself. I'm choosing that second option. There are a couple of areas that I am working on developing uh, and taking care of myself in. The first one is that I'm walking every morning before work. So I'm going for a 30-minute walk outside in the sunshine, in the fresh air, because being a remote worker and also being in a pandemic, I don't get outside and out and about as much as I used to. And so I really need that time. Plus, it's helping me invest in my physical health. I'm not listening to anything during that time. I'm walking in silence, thinking, 
praying, whatever that is on my mind and heart at that point in time. I know there will be eventually a time where I won't be able to do that simply because it just gets too cold where I live. And so I'm looking at investing in a treadmill as well. The other thing that I'd love to do, but because of the current situation right now uh, with the pandemic, is doing some sort of a group fitness class. That's something that I'm tabling for the moment in time, but eventually when things start to open up and become a little bit safer, I am very interested in looking into doing something like that because I realize that one of the things that helps me keep going with anything that I do, whether it's exercise or enjoying life, having hobbies, is having some kind of community around it. And so I like walking every morning by myself. I like having that uh, alone time. It's very important for me, but I also need the community time where I can feel like I'm a part of something as well. The other thing that I am investing in is taking you know 15 or 30 minutes in the afternoon just to sit in silence. I'm not meditating. I'm not intentionally thinking on anything at this point in time. I'm literally just sitting down and giving my brain space to unwind. I've been finding over the last few months that I'm getting overwhelmed. I can't focus. I can't pay attention on things because I'm not giving myself the space to unwind and process all that I have already taken in that day. Probably aside with this is that I've tried to cut back on my consumption of news and Twitter and the like in this time just to prevent overloading myself on outside input. I think it's very important to invest in yourself. And if you're struggling in this season, if you're having a difficulty trying to get going or stay focused or stay productive, don't try to just push it. If you haven't been investing and taking care of yourself, now's the time to start. If someone says, well, why are you doing that? You're not working hard enough, blah, 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 blah and they try to get down on you, don't listen to them. Now, obviously, you're not going to neglect your job. You're not going to neglect your responsibilities. But you can afford to take 30 minutes or an hour in a day to take care of yourself. Prioritize it. Carve out the time. And make time for you because you have to pay the dues eventually. Either you can pay them up front or you can pay them when uh, everything is falling apart because you're too exhausted. That wraps things up for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe. Feel free to share it with your friends if you found it helpful. You can also find our other resources on productivity and remote work at effectiveremotework.com. We'll talk in the next episode.